What's going on, guys? Welcome back to an episode of Sunday Talk. The last one until I'm in the 305, so we're going back to coast to coast. But how are we doing today, boys? Absolutely fantastic. Hey, but you know, fantasy football season's coming around. Should be draft time soon for everyone. We got a lot of content coming out, but yeah. we're sticking with our usual Sunday Talk today. And what's been the big thing going on is NFL preseason and uh, NBA Summer League. So we'll talk about the preseason first. Obviously, a lot of rookie quarterbacks making their debuts and a lot of other quarterbacks going out there and showing what they're made of and just players in general. But uh, asking from Chase, as always, Chad, Chase, who has stood out to the most you guys in the preseason so far? Um, who got like had a really good game or just had some plays that really made you like open your eyes? Carson? Um, I mean, obviously, like, we got to start off with, like, the big storyline of, you know, Fields, uh, you know, Fields, Lance, the, the, all the rookie quarterbacks, you know, Mac Jones going in there, again, that you know, massive standing ovation. Um, you know, I think Lance, uh, you know, struggled a little bit uh, overall, but, you know, just the fact that, you know, just had uh, a few throws that just, you know, showed flashes of how great he can be, I think, is really just what you want to see, you know, like, obviously he's going to struggle. I think people are going to blow that out of proportion. Like, you know, it's his first game ever, you know, even though it's just preseason, like, you know, expect, expect these guys to struggle, you know, it doesn't mean they suck just yet. It's like growing pains. Like it's just how it goes, but he had some great throws. Fields has some great throws. I think Najee Harris looked really good. Um, I think a lot of the, you know, just the hyped rookies that just, I think showed, uh, you know, they just showed their flashes of how great they could really be. And I think that's just enough. Uh, to just warrant a lot of excitement. Jose? Um, I watched the Cowboys game the other day. Kelvin Joseph has been looking, you know, really solid, holding it down. Um, they they do, they really didn't target him that much considering he's a rookie cornerback and he was probably on their wide receiver one or two. So uh, I know he got, he got cooked by Christian Kirk on like one play. Oh yeah, but... that's who it was. I saw, <laughs> I saw something about him getting cooked. That one, like... that one hand catch. Yeah, but I mean, other than that, like he has not been, he's not been getting exposed. So I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to having him as probably our cornerback too, because Trayvon Days has got that that cornerback one spot, which is a pretty small secondary. Um, but they just moved Cameron Neal back to safety, so yeah, and Malik Hooker on the way. Exactly, a lot of yeah. talent. But uh, I think one of the guys that showed the most yesterday had to be himself, Drew Locke. Uh, five completions on seven attempts for 151 yards and two touchdowns. A uh, perfect passer rating. I think actually, yeah, just under a perfect passer rating. Was throwing the ball downfield to KJ Hamler. He made a really nice uh, touchdown, two receptions, 105 yards. Uh, Jerry Judy looked elusive as could possibly be in the open field. He only got one reception uh, on a couple targets, but it was really elusive out there running. I think it's going to be a really underrated offense this year, especially with two running backs. They have a lot of promise with Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams having Noah Fant, having uh, uh, Albert O, I'll say. I don't know how to say his last name. They got Judy. They got Sutton. They got Hamler. They got Tim Patrick. They got a lot of guys out there. I think it's going to be an exciting Broncos team. And also on the Broncos, Patrick Sertan uh, was able to return a uh, pick six yesterday, a uh, super young corner who, um, you know, started to lose that, like, number one corner spot in the draft 
was uh, almost at number three at one point, but you know, he's showing that in that secondary, he can really shine. So that's what I like to see. Um, anyone else have anyone that they wanted to mention that was, you know, went out there and showed some stuff or maybe someone that, you know, kind of struggled. Um, I do just want to go back to the Broncos real quick before we, before we go into that just real quick. I think it's like the best possible move for Drew Locke and his career with the Broncos to like bring in Teddy Bridgewater. That's going to, you know, make him compete. Cause I mean, I think Locke's, you know, been kind of appointed the guy, but like, I don't really think anyone's really believed he's been the guy. It's just like Denver just like really wanted to hope that was the case. But I think, you know, struggled the last couple of years. And now you bring in, you know, a seasoned veteran that, you know, we know is a very capable, viable starter in the league and just challenge him. And I think that just brings out the competitiveness. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad to see him playing well because like this is really like the make or break year for him because like they have they have the weapons in place. They have a super, uh, you know, underrated receiving core. I mean, talked about Judy. I think that's someone we all love real life wise, especially fantasy wise as a, you know, like a, you know, late round, you know, seventh, eighth round guy or something. Um, and, you know, it's tough to see. I think that Teddy Bridgewater signing will hopefully be, you know, be a positive for them if Locke starts to play well because of the, the QB battle. I think we do have to point out uh, kind of the elephant in the room is Trey Lance. He had a huge, you know, touchdown pass to a guy in Trent Sherfield who coming out of camp now, uh, people think he's going to be the wide receiver three on that team. Uh, a position that isn't really solidified on the roster. Uh, but he did struggle. Trey Lance was sacked four times uh, for a loss of 31 yards. You know, five for 14 on his completion rate. A 93 quarterback rating, but at the same time, you know, kind of carried by the fact that he had a really good, you know, pass out there. Um, I think it's his guy. He's got to learn a little bit, especially going against a team with such championship pedigree in the Chiefs, even if this is their second unit going after them. Um He's got to keep learning. And honestly, if he's going, you know, with the 49ers as a starter, he's going to have a much better offensive line to deal with. But I think it's just growing pains. We saw flashes. That's what we're looking for, especially with all these quarterbacks. But um, I think Tua was a little interesting as well. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw his stat line, but um, through an interception. He's been doing really well in camp, so. Yeah, which is what you hope it's got to be. Uh, It's got to pull it up real quick. Yeah, they lost. That was the Justin Fields game, but. Tua was eight for 11, you know, still being kind of timid, you know, not throwing a really lot of long passes, which we really need to see him uh, release because, you know, this running game isn't anything that's going to be crazy. Uh, Miles Gaskin wasn't even a starter for them, which a lot of people kind of raised their eyes in from a fancy aspect, you know, seeing Savon Ahmed and um, Malcolm Brown getting more carries uh, than him. So super interesting. That's but, a little um, nerve wracking for Miles Gaskin's, you know, fancy value. Um, that's, that's a little sus, you know? Yeah. You just hope there's Malcolm Brown, like, you know, a guy you bring in just like, it's a, you know, kind of a veteran, maybe a goal line guy at at best, but yeah, it just, it's not looking good for Gaskin right now. Exactly. But I mean, such small sample sizes, there's not too much we can really talk about here, but we'll move on. Maybe they're just saving them, you know, you know, we'll see, but. Exactly. It is just um, week preseason. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want to start jumping into huge conclusions, but it's always fun to look at seeing how people see shine. Yeah. But um, I think one of the most interesting things going on is the summer league. I've really enjoyed watching it, especially seeing all these young guys out there. You know, the Jalen Greens, the Cade Cunninghams, Scotty Barnes, my boy, uh, all those people out there hooping. And uh, I think the most polarizing guy out there right now might be Jello Ball, uh, the youngest, I mean, the oldest 
of the ball, no, the middle of the ball middle, brothers. Middle, um, yeah. yeah. He seems like he's the oldest. He just comes off, but otherwise, yeah. uh, he's been playing for the Charlotte team. He's been doing pretty decent as well. Um, you know, shooting the three at a pretty high clip, um, being a score out for out them. But uh, Chase is wondering uh, if you're Jello Ball and you know you you play well so far. You keep doing it like this, and you have the chance to sign a contract with the Hornets. Do you do that, giving that you know you're going to be going into a crowded situation on the wings, or do you go try and go to another team where maybe you can get some more playing time? Uh, I honestly don't know if he's going to be able to have that kind of leverage to go to whatever team he wants. I know he's playing well out here to, in the summer league, but, you know, is he showing enough on the defensive end? I know he's getting a couple of steals out there, but, you know, out there in China, he was getting steals anyway, so um, – so I'm gonna just uh... <laughs> But I want to know what you guys gotta say about Jello and what you think his future in the NBA looks like. Um, I mean, it is just summer league. Like, if we remember a couple years back, MVP of summer league was fucking Kyle Kuzma. And I mean, if he's got other offers from other teams that are like giving him play time, go ahead, bro. Like, sign somewhere else. But I mean, if if you're going to take that bet on yourself and try to make another roster when you've already got a pretty good situation in Charlotte, I mean, regardless of if he gets minutes or not, he's going to get to be with his brother. So I think that's a pretty, you know, pretty good situation. You get to be in the NBA, chill with your bro, um, you know, and they're already rich, bro. So exactly. <laughs> it's yeah, he's chilling regardless. The side hustle. It's a side hustle. That's what the NBA is for him. Yeah, I mean, you got to really, really, like, know that, like, another team is for sure going to take you and offer you a very, like, viable role on their team to leave, you know, a pretty a pretty good situation where, yeah, exactly, you're already with your brother, and I just don't really think he's – I just don't think he – yeah, exactly, he just doesn't have that leverage, he doesn't have that that stock yet, you know, that that uh, value yet. So, um, you know, I, I just – I, I want to see him in the league. I think that would be, be fantastic to see – all three of them in the league. I just don't really think he warrants that type of, uh, you know, flexibility just yet. I just hope, I just hope he gets a chance. That's how I'm thinking. I'm just like, I just hope he, you know, potentially gets a chance at a roster and like, you know, or, you know, get some big minutes in the G League. Yeah. I think he's going to be a two-way player regardless of what happens. If he gets signed, he's going to be a two-way. I don't think there's any way he's going to get a full-time roster spot. But, I mean. Yeah. So, might as well that. do it, do it like a finesse. It's like you know, onto the Kumpo kind of way, we you know, just like, I feel like that's how the Hornets should approach that. And then if he ends up, you know, best case scenario, he ends up being a solid rotation guy. And then it's even better because you're able to play him with your, your franchise star, Lamelo. Um, and you can keep for a cheap price, what's going to be a good thing as well. But yeah, I mean, just kind of rolling into the summer league, kind of going off questions. I think there's been a lot of stars we got to look at. Um, talking about earlier, we've seen the guys like Cade Cunningham, Jalen Green. We've also seen other guys, especially some second-year players, that have really been on fire here in the summer league. And uh, just kind of going down the list, uh, I think the first person, uh, he's a rookie and a guy that went lower later in the draft that I know Carson was super high on is Jalen Johnson. Uh, him alongside his teammate Sharif Cooper had been a dynamic duo for this Atlanta Hawks team in the uh, summer league. Uh, for Jalen Johnson, stats-wise, he's averaging 58 points. I mean, sorry, 58% from the field, uh, 41 from three. Uh, 80 from the free throw line, uh, nine and a half rebounds, a block, uh, a steal, and about uh, 19 points a game. Carson, I know it's a guy you're really high on. Uh, how are you thinking about this? You know, him and Sharif Cooper, obviously Sharif, 
you know, had his big moment making that game winning shot in the bump. I mean, in the summer league already. Uh, what do you think it looks forward for this Atlanta Hawks team to be able to see some promise out of some young guys without spending high draft picks on them? Yeah, I mean, just great value plays in both. I mean, I think, you know, Cooper was someone that has, you know, first round talent. I mean, he showed it all season at Auburn. He was a fantastic floor general. He's really like the leader of that team. Um, and then since, and with Johnson, you know, someone that was, you know, top like five, top 10 prospect uh, and, you know, had the stats and was playing like a, you know, a lottery pick uh, at Duke, but just, you know, him, uh, you know, kind of quitting on the team to go prep for the draft. I you know, definitely, uh, you know, drove his stock down a little bit. So you're getting that high upside play to, at a value when he could have gone, you know, much earlier if things, you know, he just would have ended up staying. Um, and I think I just, you know, with Johnson, it's just such a great, it's great insurance for, you know, Hunter, Cam Reddish, you know, you're, you're young. You already have two, you know, really, you know, good young wings and one of them were to get injured or like Reddish. I know they've been, you know, eyeing him in trade rumors and stuff. And then, you know, let's say you don't want to pay either of them. It's like, all right, that's cool. You know, we have this guy that play is very similar to you guys kind of waiting in the wings that we can bring up and have them still on a rookie contract. So it's dope to see them uh, balling out. I really love um, Jaden Springer as well as another guy that stood out to me uh, on the Sixers. I mean, him, like Max, he's going off. Uh, but Springer, I think, has been playing really solid too. But I, I love the Atlanta guys. Uh, yeah. Sharif, not not much defense, uh, you know, coming off the bench for Trey. But, you know, you got to worry about Trey. And then Sharif comes in, then he's super hard to guard too. So it's just kind of like a nightmare for yeah. Not, a, not a nightmare when you're, you know, when they're defending you, but a nightmare when you're defending them. So, and hey, I want to transition into Jose. Uh, obviously, a bright spot. They're going to have a parade or something if they keep the it kings, up. Kings, man. Look at the Kings. I think the Kings king, are hooping. They're 3 yeah. 0. And I think yeah. the recording of this video, uh, they're currently winning in their uh, next summer league game, if I'm right, against the Mavericks, right? Yep. They're yeah. Finishing up right now. Actually, it might be done. Let me check. But no, uh, while he's checking on that, obviously uh, behind the leadership of uh, second-year guard, uh, James, oh, they got a dub behind uh, Jameis Ramsey, I believe, and Davion Mitchell, uh, the first-year rookie out of uh, Baylor. Uh, I think it's a really exciting team, seeing a lot of young guys that, you know, aren't typically getting minutes on the King team, especially Ramsey. I believe he was a two-way player this last season. Um, yeah. Jose, what do you think about this upside? You know, I know in going into the pick and post-draft, you were a little bit skeptical on why they decided to go with Davion Mitchell. Has your opinion changed a little bit, or are you yeah. still kind of firm until you see some more action from him? I knew he was going to be able to produce, you know, especially in summer league right away. Um, the problem comes with rotations, you know, with these, are we going to run these three guard lineups? Because, you know, if so, Halliburton's a little bit undersized to the guard, you know, legit threes, um, you know, Fox, Obviously, he's going to be taking the load probably, you know, as the primary ball handler, and then probably put Mitchell on their on their best guard. So, I'm glad I've been able to see him like really lock down some some legit dudes. Like I know everybody saw him lock down Book Night. Um, you know, he's he's just putting the clamps, giving a hundred percent effort all the time. Like it's pretty impressive to watch. And, you know, I am excited to, to have that kind of defensive, you know, intensity, the grit on the team that we really haven't had in a while. Um, Fox was, you know, supposed to be kind of like that two-way guy. And he's been, you know, he's been all right, but not nothing like, nothing like Davion Mitchell's defense. 
So, I mean, I am excited for just to watch him because at least he's going to be a fun team. I just don't know how he fits in the long term going forward, you know, without him or Halliburton moving to the bench at some point. Um, I don't know if they can fit on the court all at once. Yeah. I got a couple other guys I want to talk about uh, before we just kind of spitball. Um, The legend of the Warriors now, the cum bucket, I think, or arguably the stupidest nickname I've ever heard of. No, I love the I love Warriors and I love Warriors fans, but we got a problem with that. I, that's so bad. That's so. Dude bad. came up with that and thought like, "Yo, like that's sick. Like that's like up there with like the mailman or like his airness or like <laughs> the you know all of Charles Barkley's nicknames and Shaq's thing. Like what? Like what? The cum bucket? Oh come on, the cum dude. bucket, bro, with the K. It's so lame. I would like I would might retire. I'm like I don't want to hear that ever again. Yeah. Well, the I wonder what he thinks about it. Yeah, him and Moses Moody have been playing pretty well. I mean, not really efficient numbers from Kaminga, but, I mean, that's what we expected out the gate, uh, a guy we knew was going to be a project drafting at number seven. And then in Moses Moody, uh, he's been shooting extremely well from three so far, uh, almost about 45%, both averaging about 17 points a game, uh, playing some good defense, uh, which is what they're both drafted for, uh, either Carson or Jose. Uh, I'll, I'll roll Carson first and I'll let Jose go. Uh, what do you think about this young Warriors duo? Uh, drafted from the lottery. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll try and give Jose a little transition or something. Um, the Warriors guys, you know, I think Moody's definitely uh, been more impressive in my eyes, but I think that was expected just because I think Moody was you know, much more uh, NBA ready coming out of the gate. But with Kaminga, you know, kind of it's kind of like what we talked about earlier with, you know, Lance and Fields. You know, we just need to see flashes, you know, like we know – like we know it's not going to be smooth sailing the whole time. You know, there's going to be, uh, there's going to be some struggles along the way, some, you know, inefficient shooting, bad shots, whatnot. But as long as we just see like, you know, the flashes, I mean, they're just like so many just flashes with him, like of just elite athleticism. He's like, you know, just rising above everybody. He's had some, you know, pretty good, you know, great passes uh, that he's made in the summer league, which really impressed me. Um, you know, defensively, just that's what I like to see, you know, because like all like the inefficiency, like all that other stuff, like we're going to, we're going to work those out. We're going to like, uh, you know, just over time, you know, that's going to get better and better. But like the stuff that you're, you know, that we draft you for, like the flash that we're seeing, like it's good that it's, you know, already occurring. And then with Moody, like, like Moody's easily someone I could see like in our, you know, top seven next year, like right away, like, like yeah. I think yeah. with his shooting, he's only 40% from, from the field goal, but uh, or just from the shooting in general, but three point, he's in that 40% clip. That's all I need to see, man. And he's like, he's still kind of a little crafty around the rim and stuff, which I like to see too. Uh, I, you know, I wrote about it, kind of reminds me of like, you know, potentially like our version of Mikel Bridges where it's like three and D got that unlocked, but then also like still brings a little bit more um, so super excited, man. I'm glad to see both of them, both at 17 clip, uh, showing a lot of flashes for sure. It's, it's yeah. exciting. Yeah. But Kaminga, you know, Kaminga at the end of the day, probably like he's doing, you know, somewhat well, summer league, uh, inefficient, but still getting buckets. I just don't really see him playing all too often. Everyone's going to be like, oh, but he was doing so good in the summer league, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know, it's going to take him a couple of years and you, you might not expect big minutes early. Um, I mean, if there's one organization that I think can really develop them into something, it's the Warriors. I mean, they just signed Iggy. I think they could both learn so much from Iggy. 
Oh, um, yeah. And especially from Clay coming back, like, they're going to, regardless of whether, you know, they turn into stars, like, they're going to become good NBA players. Um, it might take it might take them a while. It's definitely going to take Kaminga probably longer than, than Moody just because Moody is so, like, well-polished um, because he just has such, like, a refined skill set that's NBA-ready. But, mm-hmm. I mean, Moody, I, I always definitely saw him getting into the rotation before Kaminga. It's just that Kaminga's, you know, ceiling as a player is so much higher than him. So it's going to take a while for him to develop that. Um, but another guy I really wanted to highlight, um, Pat Williams. He's been, you know, second-year guy, really taking over in the summer league, shooting a ton of shots, like oh. 19 shots. <laughs> um, but a guy that the Bulls, you know, they just made a few huge free agent signings. And, you know, their ceiling really relies – on Patrick Williams because yeah. you know without him they ain't defending shit <laughs> like yeah. they're not they're not anything without him so and if he can become you know a no, Alonzo you know, Alonzo's a, a, a solid yeah, defender Alonzo but like but yeah you know, I mean Vuce is fine Levine's Levine. you know he's been below average but he showed me a lot in the Olympics like he's got to be a yeah. team defender that's all we need him for yeah yeah exactly you know yeah we're not asking you to go like like you know, go coast to coast with a guy, you know, like you did in the Olympics. So, yeah, just be a solid team defender. But, sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you're good. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Pat Williams, a guy they really drafted to be that defensive anchor. And, I mean, he's showing it. And he's also now a scorer. I mean, he's shooting 38%, and it is summer league. But he's shooting 44 from three, which is what you like to see. You know, if he can be a plus shooter or a plus scorer, you know, their ceiling goes up a little bit as he improves. Mm-hmm. He just keep taking them shots because there are not going to be many shots for him once the regular season comes around. So. Nah, he's like the fourth, fifth option, bro. Yeah, exactly. But that three point percent—that's all we need to see. Like, if he's shooting the three, that's really all they'll probably ask him to do. Like, that's all we need to see, and I'm high for him. I want to shout? Can we shout out Jordan Noara too? I think Noara has like massive, like Terrence Mann potential. Someone that <laughs> do, you is, see, like, do you see his three point percentage? Is it trash? Eighteen, bro. No way. 18.8. shot chucking, but no. I mean, he's but, scoring, I mean, though. He's just, like a, he's just come off, like, Milwaukee doesn't really have many, like, heat check guys. So, like, even if he is, like, inefficient, like, he's proving, like, he can still, oh, no. you know, come you're in. You're still going to be able bucket. to get your bucket. As efficient yeah. as it is, you're still getting the bucket. Yeah, and they just don't really have many heat check guys. Yeah, they need, like, a spark, like like a Kyle Korver, like, was for them a while I mean, ago. Vincenzo is – I mean, he can be a guy like that. He just – he was out last season. Man, but, yeah. Uh, Connaughton kind of gave him that a little bit, like a mini version of that, like a couple yeah. threes. In the playoffs, Connaughton was pretty good for them. But I think we got a shout-out. Shout-out, Jose. Got two uh, Oregon guys hooping in the summer league. Obviously, rookie Chris, du- Chris Duarte nice. from the Indiana Pacers has been shooting extremely well from three. Uh, looking at the stats here, been shooting 45 from the field, 48 from three, 100% from the free throw line on 18 points. Uh, getting two and a half steals a game as well. And then the most notable, of course, is Peyton Pritchard, uh, former senior, uh, was all four-year guard at uh, Oregon, absolutely dominating uh, in the summer league here this year. Uh, looking at his stats, he's got averaging eight and a half uh, assists, five and a half rebounds, 20 points, uh, shooting 8.73 a game and making 57, Jeez. almost 58 of them. Um, and almost had a triple-double the other day. Um, I just want to know, I'll go to you, uh, Jose, first, just to ask about Peyton Pritchard and then Carson to ask about Duarte. Where do you think Peyton Pritchard fits into this Boston rotation after adding a guy, Dennis Schroeder, uh, just recently through a signing? 
Yeah. I mean, I'm really excited for the Celtics future, especially, you know, Peyton Pritchard, one of my guys, he's just, he's so clean. He's just so clean. And I mean, he's shooting that clip, uh, you know, an elite clip, 57%. Like that's, that's unheard of. And I think he's definitely going to eventually take that starting role from Schroeder because Schroeder is going to struggle. We know that. And I mean, they, they paid him what, like five mil. So he's pretty expendable to them. You know, if he's struggling and, and Peyton Pritchard's lighten it up I mean why why not trade him and, and get a, you know a different backup PG but yeah I mean I'm excited for this for this this Celtics future I said this year is kind of their their year to kind of gel as a young core you know there's not too many championship expectations on them they're not trying to you know quick fix stuff with with, with uh you know veterans and stuff they're really they really need to take a year to kind of grow as a young team and and, you know, well, build Neesmith. Neesmith's having a, a really Neesmith. solid. Yeah. Yeah. He's, He's having a really solid uh, summer league, too. Yeah. yeah, 17th in scoring uh, amongst all summer league active players. Um, um, but- a couple more Oregon guys, though. Louis King, Eugene Omarui, and LJ Figueroa Ballin. Yeah. Ballin. But is Carson- Louis King on the um, – is King. he on the Pistons? He's on the Kings. Yeah. He's on the Kings now? Yeah. I'm going to to the Pistons. That's sick. Yeah. But uh, Carson, honestly um, – we were just mentioning Chris Duarte has been playing fantastic for them. Kind of like a Karis LeVert looking in a way, a guy that can kind of make his own shot and is a pretty good shooter. Probably a little bit better efficient shooter than Karis LeVert. And honestly, we know Karis LeVert's coming off an injury. Uh, where do we, where do you see Duarte slotting into the rotation in Indiana? Oh, I mean, at worst, like one of the first guys off the bench. And then I think, you know, with Warren, I mean, Warren's, you know, been kind of on and off injury uh, last season, you know, potentially might even fill in for that third spot. Cause I mean, think about it. Yeah. Brogdon, uh, you know, Brogdon, Levert, uh, Turner, Sabonis. And that, you know, if Warren's injured, I think Duarte could easily, you know, work his way as that, uh, as you know, they're starting small forward. I think, you know, he's obviously proving a great, you know, shooting splits, you know, NBA ready, he's ready to go. He's, you know, super old coming out, but you knew like he was kind of, uh, you know, a, a product that, you know, was NBA ready. And, uh, yeah, I could see him easily, you know, potentially getting starters minutes for this team, uh, you know, with Warren out or just, you know, playing so well that kind of forced them to start him. So, yeah, he's been awesome. And he, he's been, you know, anytime they play like a another, like like going up against, you know, Kate or whatnot, like he always like steps up to the challenge, like with whoever, like other, like kind of star, like summer league stars playing against. Mm-hmm. And his, his box score defensive stats are really good, too. Two and a half steals and basically two blocks a game. Um, Jose, do you have anything to add for your Oregon star? Um, nah, but shout out to Desmond Bain. Dude, I was just going to bring him up, bro. What? Bro. Yo, what? Yeah. Nasty. 69% from three. Nice. Um, 24 points per game. Like, this Grizzlies young court, like, they've got so many versatile wings. So many it's ridiculous. Well, he was a great shooter last year. I think there was like times yeah. where he was like, I think like at the start of the season, he was like one of, if not the like, uh, leading you know three point shooter in terms of yeah. percentage. Like, and it's funny because he's not. He's like, he's like a bulky dude. Like yeah. he he looks like a kind of like a linebacker, and he's just like whopping this yeah. like cash. He's like no. fucking like baby. Not man. your typical shooter shooter build. But yeah, he, like, he's, yeah, I mean, almost 70%. I mean, come on. And, I mean, on, like, a lot of, it, like, decent a amount of attempts, attempts, too. It's not like yeah. he's only shooting, like, one time. Oh, yeah, 15 and a half shots a game. So, he's, he's no slouch. 
But um, I mean, there's a lot of yeah, guys. Um, six and a half threes. Uh, just yeah. running it through off the top of the list. Trey Jones for the Spurs is having a great uh, one as well. Uh, Cam Thomas, the bucket himself, um, LSU on, on Brooklyn's been playing well. Uh, Obi Toppin and Manuel Quickly are getting run into the floor with minutes. Uh, Quickly showing a lot as a playmaker, and Toppin showing a reason why he was a lottery pick coming out of Dayton. Um, is there yeah. any guys else that you want to shout out before we head? I just out? want to talk about um, Toppin real quick. I think this is a this is a great sign because I think it's really really important that he starts to like play. I think this is like a huge year for him just because like I think the Knicks are like really kind of needing him to like be good, not only just for their own success, but to become a better asset because I think, you know, the Knicks, it's no secret. They're eyeing a star. Like they have the cap space or maybe not anymore since they made some signings, but you know, they have, you know, they have the ability to get a star. You know, I think they, they changed the culture looking for their, their guy that they can pair with Randall, like a Dame or whatnot. I think, you know, having Toppin be good and improving his stock is, is huge for them. It makes it, you know, that much more of a possibility to get someone like that. And just even if you're, if you don't, just the fact that, you know, your lottery pick, you know, actually, you know, will pan out and be pretty good. I mean, he showed a couple of flashes here and there, but I think for the most part, his rookie year was kind of disappointing. Um, you know, it's good to see. And I, I hope he, you know, bounces back and, have, you know, has a, a good sophomore year show. Jose, anyone else you want to add? No, I mean, a lot of guys have been hooping, but it is just summer league. So a lot of these guys, you know, probably would just make, you know, the end of an NBA roster or won't be getting significant minutes except for the stars at the top. So, I mean, enjoy watching them while we can. So Exactly. I mean, I'm looking for my boy Scotty Barnes to keep out there hooping. Uh, was a critical part in their win last night in a one-point win against the Hornets. Otherwise, I'm excited to see who matches up in the finals. Hopefully we see – two of the top young guys in the league going against each other. It's always a great one when you see that. In the Kings, bro. Kings 4-0. Oh, hey, Kings versus Rockets or something. I love this kid. <laughs> Davion yeah. Garden, Jalen Green. That'd be a, that'd be a task. Well, Jalen Green is out. Oh, so. Yeah, he's out the rest of it. He has a hamstring uh, soreness. Damn. You can guard Bull Bull then. I will leave it at that. But even even without him, like they still like Sangoon, Jago. Oh, yeah, no, Sangoon. We were talking about him before. Sangoon has been they nice. still he blocked the like, game. They had a great draft. Like, yeah. Yeah. Garuba. Yeah, Garuba. Which I see. He's not playing. I yeah, know. I was going to say he probably isn't even playing with them because he just got down with the Olympics. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I don't know if anyone has got anything else to say, but this is our Sunday talk. Yeah. That's just short and sweet, you know. All right. Shout out to Chase. Shout out to Chase. Shout out to Chase. Always yeah. going through the questions. We love overreacting about the summer league. It's all we got right now. We're in a slow, slow sport. Like this is kind of the dead, we're dead zone up. of sports. We're in week. Yeah, it's yeah. We're just kind of building hype for you know the next NBA season and you know NFL's coming up. NFL. You know, it's not really the playoff race yet. You know, it's kind of kind of is for baseball, but kind of not. It's like early September. Um, yeah. But still, that's gearing up. Uh, you know, college football is not here yet. So we're just in a, you know, we're in like a slow, slow time right now. But it's, it's geared up. Fantasy's coming up. I mean, what, 15th? So in about one. And in two weeks, like two weeks, like two weeks from now, my week is probably going to be packed with just drafts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's going like to the whole crazy. week, just like draft a day. One uh, a day. But I. Uh, 
We'll be back next week, next Friday. I mean, next Sunday, I'll be in the 305. We'll be finally back from coast to coast. I'll be here. Yeah, who knows, but we'll be back for uh, this week with another banger probably episode coming through, maybe giving some more fancy talk. We got plenty of ideas up the, uh, up the sleeve. So without further ado, it's been Coast to Coast Podcast, signing out. Peace.